baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. If we hope to survive in this digital age, we have to think critically about the messages we consume. Someone created those messages for a reason. Let's find out why. Sometimes we just have to ask, what the media? I'm Megan Lynch, and Edward R. Murrow and Gracie Award winner with Legacy Radio Station KMOX in St. Louis, Missouri. I'm joined by Julie Smith, author, instructor, public speaker, and our guide for how to be a savvy media consumer. In our first season, we focused on dissecting messages. This season, transparency from the mouths of the content creators. He was immensely talented. He had an agenda. He had a gift that allowed him to connect to an audience. In this episode, Radio Without Rush. When conservative talk show host Rush Limbaugh passed away from lung cancer in February 2021, it left a void for millions of his loyal listeners. It also left a programming gap for hundreds of radio stations, including my own. Julie and I have pulled in my boss, KMOX brand manager Steve Moore, to provide some insight about what that show and the loss of Limbaugh meant for programmers. I want to talk about the relationship that Rush had with his listeners. They were fiercely loyal. Love him or hate him, what made... Rush Limbaugh so successful? I think Rush was the first guy who took conservative talk radio and he didn't just, I mean, he certainly did his fair share of preaching, but I think the audience and the followers felt he explained it better than most, than anybody else had ever done in the past. So it didn't feel like it was talking points. It was He was able to evaluate the information that was coming in. He was able to communicate and explain it to the audience that they felt a great connection to it. How hard is that to make a connection when you're talking about millions and millions of listeners? Well, it was 650 or more radio stations and and 20 million across the country. If liberal was the opposite of his belief, he was explaining why they were wrong as opposed to preaching why he was right. Like he, he was able to turn the tables a little bit and it had a deeper connection. The other thing that I would say about him that is lost. When you go back into Russia's early days, the show was not just politics. It became more conservative politics and it got a little hotter over the years. It was back in the day, he would do bits and stunts and parodies and they would do, some of them were out of bounds and they grabbed a lot of attention. He would talk about football games and his love for the Washington Redskins and the Kansas City Royals. So it was really a broader talk station, I mean, talk show. It just got a little bit more narrow as he became more successful. And I do remember one time we had him to t- in town and I asked about that. And he had said that the, lo- the audience had become so into the lane of the conservative on that agenda that they didn't want to hear him do those other things, or he didn't perceive that they wanted to hear him talk about those other things. And I actually believe that's a little bit of a myth. I think that, I think he was more talented that 
he can have shown his full, that he was much more broad than that, than just politics. Steve, can you explain what it means to be a syndicated radio show as opposed to a radio show that's produced locally? Sure. So when you're a syndicated radio show is something that's made available by a syndicator or a company who's distributing it via satellite. So the show is typically more broad in its approach, has very little local. It's often political, although you will see some shows that are more like consumer, something that can be more broad based. A local show tends to be more hyper-focused, like we distinguish ourselves different because we're more focused on local issues. Is one advantage of a syndicated program that in many cases they come with a built-in following? One of the largest advantages of a syndicated show is it's an easily definable show and it's free. A syndicated show typically has five minutes of inventory that the syndicator will sell. The rest of the inventory goes to the local station the syndicator can sell, take that across 100 stations, 400 stations, 800 stations, whatever it is, and drive value for those ads because they have such and, mass. And so when you say inventory, you're talking about airtime for commercials. Okay. Yes. Yes. Five minutes of commercials. Now, Steve, it's my understanding that with the Rush Limbaugh show, the way the fees were done was a little bit different, that there was a fee involved to carry Rush. Uh, that's true. So um, and they were all over the board based on what I've heard from other program directors around the country. You know, it, the show got so popular. It was so big that they could demand a fee for it. And no other, I'm not aware of another show that is in that position. I think Howard Stern back in the day um, when he was doing uh, uh, terrestrial radio had that position, but I don't know of another show that is in that position. Let's talk the magnitude of his show as far as, you know, compared to some of the other syndicated shows that we know of, you know, where did Rush rank? I think he's the number one show. I don't think there's really a, uh, that close of a second show. He, he was immensely talented. He had an agenda. He had the, a, a gift that allowed him to connect to an audience in a way that very few other shows are able to do it. And then he had length. He had history there was a trust that goes along with it. And that audience was super, super loyal to him. So the audience aged with him. And there are people that are younger that are attracting a, a younger crowd, but, but his audience is easily as, as loyal as there was. For our radio station, KMOX in St. Louis, what did the Rush Limbaugh show mean in terms of ratings for that midday day part and overall for the station and revenue for the station? So it wasn't as, I'll do revenue first. I mean, it really wasn't as big of a revenue play from the standpoint of sell spots inside his show. Because the show was sometimes controversial, it had its ups and downs, there were some advertisers that would, you know, redline that. They didn't want to be in the show. A lot of national advertisers. And there are some that are so, they wanted to, only to be associated with that show, like that they were totally into it. But it, so it wasn't necessarily that it drove uh, revenue out of the day part, but it drove ratings for a long time on the radio station. Now the ratings waned over a period of time, but but when it lifts the whole radio station up, the whole station's benefiting. And then the other thing to remember, uh, so I've been with KMOX 22 years. It was on, I think, seven years before I was here. It also kept it off of a competitor. So by putting it on the air, it kept somebody else 
from really being able, because KMOX is such an obvious, you know, it's a legendary radio station. It's been around for so long. It kept somebody else from being able to go after KMOX with what would be a foundational piece. So you were the one, Steve, that had to make the tough decision of what to do when Rush Limbaugh passed. What were the factors in, in your decision to decide not to continue with the new hosts and to go with local programming for our, our midday show? There are a lot of factors that go into it. So if you're local, you have more local inventory, you can drive more local inventory, you can drive premium products like local talent doing live endorsements and stuff like that. So money is, a, is, is part of that. The second thing is when you look at the, the entire marketplace, things have changed. Recently, Entercom or Odyssey now acquired a couple of the radio stations, including one of KMOX's direct competitors, which is a conservative talk station. So it didn't make sense to have two radio stations in each other's way. It made sense to get KMOX kind of back to its roots of local focus. Like our, our the positioning statement for KMOX is the voice of St. Louis. So I think that it was really important that we move KMOX back into a locally focused news and talk station and that we got out of the way of KFTK and we allowed KFTK to be the conservative heritage brand in the marketplace because it's also now a 20-year-old radio station, and it's done very well for itself. So the idea really was move the two radio stations so they complemented each other, not competed with each other anymore. Because I know some of the criticism we faced from that decision, not only you know that we weren't going with maybe the new show host or another show host that had started something in competition to the Limbaugh show, but also criticism that um, maybe KMOX had chosen the easy path or the inexpensive path by using talent that we already had on hand. Yeah, so that's an interesting take. <laughs> that would be almost completely the opposite of true. Or it is exactly the opposite of true. I mean, a local show is more expensive than, than the syndicated show. You do have a greater opportunity to drive revenue. Um, so that is important. It, it just doesn't make sense if you kind of sit back and go, I, I wish Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton the best. They're the per- people that replaced Rush. They might do really, really well. But in the end, if they're doing really well at the expense of the, our sister station, it doesn't make sense. It's not, a, it's not a good, in my personal opinion, it's not a good business decision. And that was the reason why we did it. Steve, I'm old enough to remember when Air America attempted to go online with liberal talk radio. Me too. And I, wondered, yeah, I wondered if you had a theory as to why conservative talk radio is so successful and the opposite end of the spectrum has not been as successful on the radio. I don't know. I, I honestly don't really understand that. When, when, it, when Air America first came on, I think the mistake was they, they, they did it for the wrong reason. They just did it. They didn't do it because they had great air talent. They did it because they had an agenda. I think what, what was missed is Rush Limbaugh was a great air talent. He was a great talk show host and he had to fight his way up the, the charts. He didn't like go like Al Franken was a comedian. I, I don't know why they would have thought, okay, he's the answer to that particular problem. I think Rush just set a tone and everybody that went after him, it was just easy pickings because they just weren't great air talent. There's got to be great liberal talk show hosts out there. Like, they're super creative people. I don't know why we don't see them. Um, 
I don't know why we don't see them necessarily take off the way some of the conservative brands have. Now, times have changed and the country, I would say, is more polarized than it has ever been. And people are picking sides. I did have a guy that we worked with for a long time who would say to us all the time that he saw research at one time that liberals will listen to conservatives to be fired up about what they're saying. And conservatives have no interest in what liberals have to say. <laughs> so that could be like, that's as good of an explanation as I could come up with. Well, I can tell you from classroom experience, that is 100% true. <laughs> it, it might be like, they're what makes me angry, that guy. <laughs> like that guy. And by the way, and I think Howard Stern, I mentioned him earlier, he was that guy. He could say some things that were outrageous. Now, it wasn't necessarily political that, oh, that brought back people who even didn't like him to hear what he was going to say next. And I think Rush had a little bit of that, too. There were some things that he did that were, when he first kind of got going, that he tried, that were bits that were like, Ugh. I, I remember if the phone's ringing, um, complaining about collar abortions and stuff like that, these, these bits, that he eventually dropped. So, Steve, I want to, since you brought up Al Franken, I want to relay one of my favorite quotes of his. He said, the media does not have a liberal bias. The media does not have a conservative bias. The media has a commercial bias. And I wondered if you thought that that might be true, especially when it comes to trying to program a very lucrative three-hour slot on your radio station. We, it should not be lost that we're owned by a company that is publicly traded and they're interested in the bottom line. And, and I get that. I try to balance, there should be a heart about KMOX and that the community should be part of our focus. It's just a different radio station. It doesn't mean it's a better radio station. It's just a different radio station than other radio stations in the marketplace. Some people play music because they can drive, they can get a lot of ratings and they can drive commercial revenue off of that as well. I just think that KMOX has a different responsibility uh, in the market. Would you say related to Rush and Howard Stern that their appeal is mainly that they can't be ignored, right? They're really provocative. So when you have a provocative personality on your airwaves, I'm sure that you received emails and phone calls from people who were less than pleased about what they were hearing. That has to be a negative, but at the same time, they're still listening, right? So how do you respond to that? It, it kind of depends on what your take is when you call, honestly. I mean, I, I try to talk to everybody. They, everybody has an option to change the dial. And if, if, I don't know why anybody would listen to something that upsets them to such a degree. I, I think about it like this. I use TV often in my, as my example when I'm talking to them. I don't necessarily watch everything that KSTK or KMOB or Fox 2 airs. I pick and choose certain shows that I enjoy or I'm entertained by or I'm informed by. And that's the way I think you should use radio today. Like radio has changed. We've narrowed, we've narrowed things down to such a degree. We have conservative radio station, urban radio station, Christian radio station. The, the pie has gotten smaller and smaller and smaller. People have learned how to use a podcast. They've learned how to find their favorite television shows. Like I remember when they were, when the Cardinals were on TV and anytime they would ever move the game, people would like lose their mind because they're moving the game. 
But then people figure it out. It's not that difficult. It's three buttons. You just press it and you go right to the next game. So I, that, I don't know if that exactly answers the question, but I just try to walk people through it. What's interesting is what you're describing is something that we talk about in class. The difference between pushed media and pulled media is that years ago, media was pushed on us, right, by a very small number of organizations or institutions. And now we pull media from wherever we want because we have so many more options now. And that's a plus and a minus, right, depending on how you're looking at it. I think that's 100% true, right? Our... I'm talking to our digital person right now because I'm like, we need to be sending a push notification for every single Cardinals game to remind them of the exact time that they're on. And we actually had this discussion. They're like, well, do you do it for every game or only for the premier games or pick and choose some of the games? I'm like, no, I think you do it for every single game because the audience is constantly distracted. Last night, the game was at 845, you know, Fridays at 120. And if you put something in front of me and remind me of it, I'm likely to press a button to go to it at that very moment. So it's then it's about marketing and trying to stay connected to it. One last question for you, Steve. When we look at this turn to local programming over the middays and away from a syndicated program like Rush Limbaugh, how long do you give it before you know if this strategy is working as a programmer? So there's two, there's two answers to that, really, because there's a revenue component and how quickly you're able to drive revenue off of the show. So that'll be faster um, based on our ability to make sure that talent are out on sales calls and that they're, um, they're doing all the little things that they need to do behind the scenes to make sure that they're um, working on behalf of their clients. So there's that part of it. As far as a ratings component and overall success, in this particular market, and St. Louis is a slow to change market, the way I look at it, it's always an 18, it's kind of like an 18 month, two year, give it time, coach it, be patient with it, tweak as you need to go along and see how it plays itself out. The advantage I have over a syndicated show is that I can coach the talent. If there are things that Rush Limbaugh was doing or a syndicated show that I'm airing does that I don't like, I have very little recourse. I mean, I'm, and I deal with this all the time. It could be language, it could be tone, it could be texture, it could be playing off the conspiracy theory angles. And I don't necessarily love a lot of that stuff. But the talent, you know, they're on 300 radio stations. They're not sitting around listening to me complain to them. Actually, I call the syndicator and he's like, whatever. He's going, you know, <laughs> you know carry it or don't carry it. Serve your notice. So this just takes time and it just takes coaching and, and, and staying connected with it. So I think we'll get traction in in 12 months and in 18 months we'll take a good look and see where it is hopefully we see growth over the course of time steve moore camo x brand manager thank you so much for joining us on our podcast i'm happy to be here i'm megan lynch with media literacy expert julie smith what the media is produced by odyssey st louis from the studios of kmox radio our executive producer is Beth Coglin. We invite you to visit KMOX.com for more on our Media Literacy Project. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. 
Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.